Hello there, you're listening to the Park Crush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? Not too bad, Josh. Not too bad. I'm delighted to say, delighted to say that this week marks the return of our theme park video game review series. Oh, yeah. Very excited by this. Yes, it's been a while. Stuff. Yeah. Well, we're back. And uh, something I would suggest is a little bit out of left field. Because I think when people think of theme park video games, they probably think Roller Coaster Tycoon. If they're a bit more old sure. school, they might think of theme park. Theme park. But maybe they don't think of the licensed Legoland game. No. Which, you know... Come to think of it, actually makes some sense that there would be a Legoland game in this vein. Legoland is an actual theme park. Sure is. Theme park video games were a big deal around the time that Legoland came out for the PC in 1999. Makes sense that such a thing would exist. Come to think of it, I'm kind of surprised that Disney never put out a Disney World game, unless they did and it's passed me by. I mean, there was Disneyland Adventures on the there's Xbox. There's been like two, haven't there? Have like, there? There's been, there's like a mobile like, rat game like, as well, right? Oh, that, yeah. But just like a pure RCT-style Disney World game. I, as far as I'm aware, one of those didn't come out back yeah, in the day. Yeah, that'd be really cool. When they finally did a Disneyland game, it was Disneyland Adventures on the Xbox 360 and you had to use Connect, which was garbage. Yep. And then they did like Universal... We keep saying, are we going to try and buy GameCube to play Universal Adventures or whatever it's called, which for some reason only exists on the GameCube. Yeah. I'm not buying a GameCube. Well, it's a good reason to set up a Patreon, Josh. I've already bought three video games specifically for this. One of them was Lego then. It was. Three quid. Three three quid and it was what? Uh, Quite a demanding piece of software. It's tough to run. Yeah. Uh, So this was also part, by the way, of the PC Fun Club. Yes. Which uh, you didn't tell me you were a member of and now I'm very jealous indeed. But, you know, let's... uh, Fun let's let's do all. what everyone, I guess, used to do back in the day because everyone used to buy video games in the shop. Yes. Now they just buy them. They know what they like. They know what they want. They just download stuff. From a store. But there was a time where you might just pop in the game shop and be like, I'm going to buy a game today. See the what it's game. about. And you'd actually pick them up and look at the box and read the back and all sorts of yeah. stuff. So I used to walk into Curry's and there used to be a, one of them spinning Oh, yeah. Racks. All the sort of budget games Yeah, would sold be. out games. Yeah, sold out games. Yes. What a blast from the past. So... Legoland, then. Let's have a look. What does it say on here? We got. So, this is your chance, Josh, to really take control, get creative, and have fun in a different Legoland every day. Question is have you got what it takes? Can you keep hundreds of visitors happy? Only hundreds. Only hundreds. That sounds quite manageable, yeah, to be honest. Reasonable, actually. Uh, taking on this challenge means you'll have. Uh, to not only design the perfect Legoland, you'll have to build and run it too, Josh. Uh, oh, my God. Design, manage, play, rewards. Park success is rewarded with new rides and attractions, including the coveted Best Legoland Park Manager Award. <laughs> coveted. Uh, and there is uh, one uh, piece of criti- uh, critical analysis oh, on the back. Who's it from? From Impulse Gamer. Oh, yes. Impulse, Impulse Gamer. Gamer says... Graphically, Legoland looks fantastic. Like you are actually playing with Lego. The beauty of Legoland is that it is a true 3D game that makes you feel like you are walking through a real Legoland theme park. Um, That has been the go-to phrase for video game reviewers since the beginning of time. It'll make you feel. Every single review 
There is probably every single game that's ever come out. There is probably at least one review where that phrase is used. Did it make you feel like you were playing with Lego? Uh, Little play we had there. No. Well, I think part of the issue was I'm not sure your PC was quite up to it, Josh. Because we required 32 megabytes of RAM and a graphics card with 16 megabytes of memory. And I did think the sound quality was a bit iffy, and now we know why because you needed. Any 100% DirectX 7.0A compatible sound card, and I'm not convinced that that is what you've got. Uh, I don't have a sound card, not, uh, not a not a discrete sound card anywhere. I have an uh, internal, you know, the onboard. What's kind of mad about this, though, also is that so this is clearly like a reissue with, as I say, the PC Fun Club branding over the box. Yeah, and so it's obviously relatively new or newer than you might think because under operating system it does go. As far as Windows 7, no. which is what, only what, two back is that? Or Yeah, we're t- two back. Uh, no, this, uh, There was no Windows 9, right? They skipped it. So Windows 7, back. Windows 8, yeah, 10, but 7 7's out of date now. Like, they don't do 7. Oh, I see. Well, just as well, this runs on Windows 10, Josh, because according to the box, it doesn't. It's true. It doesn't say. Do you think there's been a more recent reissue? Uh, just to reassure parents going into the curries. No. Don't worry. Legoland will still run on Windows 10. Uh, it won't run on Mac. It, it, so Windows 10 does this really cool thing where it has like a compatibility mode. All right. Which helps Is these. it kind of like boot camp on the Macs? Uh, well, no. A less, a less extreme version of that, I guess. Far less extreme, yes. yeah. Um, but it's quite. But handy. I guess conceptually, it's the same. It's allow your computer to run things that natively it wouldn't be able yes. to. Yes, right. Um, but you still you boot up into Windows Ten, and um, Windows Ten can kind of figure it out. It goes, this doesn't seem like an app that wants to just run. Yeah. So I'm going to pretend I've only got a 32 megabyte <laughs> graphics card yeah. in here. Although, as I pointed out during the uh, our playtime there. It, it did seem, as you said as well, to be reading off the disc. Yes. Which meant the PC was surprisingly noisy yeah. as it churned out these high-fidelity uh, Lego yeah, graphics. Yeah, well, that, that, that's the uh, the disc drive. I, have, I don't have a disc drive in my PC because modern era. Right. Um, so I have an external disc drive. Oh, I see. Uh, which is then really loud. Yeah. 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 Got Yeah. Okay. Well, so just to confirm, I can't remember if I already mentioned it. This game came out in 1999. We're making our way through the history of theme park video games in release order. So this is what we've got to at this point. And uh, we booted it up. You'd already played, Josh, so we didn't have to go through the tutorials. Yep, uh, anything was... particularly noteworthy about them? How much narration was there in the tutorials? Because it's worth Quite noting that... Quite a lot. Literally everything is narrated. Yeah. You hover the mouse over something, a bloke has something to say. Yeah. Options. Exit game, new game, power station, saved games. You Driving can't put that school. there. What are you doing? You can't plant cactuses where you've already put a cactus. You idiot. He wasn't far off, I think, just starting to throw insults around. Yeah. You right. could tell there was a slight air of exasperation in his voice. Dickhead, what are you doing? <laughs> Mom, the game called me a dickhead. <laughs> what? What is the game rated? I mean, there is no age rating on the box, so uh, it could get away with it. Oh, no, wait. Three plus. Three plus. That Elspa. Is the, vintage yeah. Elspa rating there on the back, but not on the front. There was a, was there, wasn't there a period where they were rated by the BBFC? Yeah, oh, yeah, for quite a long time, but not yeah. all games. No. It was weird. I don't quite know there was like... what kind of... 
what made a game worthy of being rated by the BBFC? I don't. I mean, you, what I will say is that you rarely, if ever, saw. I th- I would say, a game with a BBFC rating on it that was lower than fifteen. No, yeah, there seemed to be like. So it seemed like it would be something that was particularly contentious in yeah, some way like, that got a BBFC rating. Rockstar games are always BBFC rated because yeah. they're 18s. Mm. Um, yeah. Brexit, do we go back to <laughs> BBFC? Post Brexit video game age ratings. Is EU as well. I don't know. I don't think Peggy. Peggy's not an EU. Peggy's body. an EU standard, I, I thought. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I, but it's not an EU. I'm sure EU countries, maybe EU countries. By default, adopt Peggy, but it's not, as far as I'm aware, it's not an EU commissioned ratings board or anything Oof. like that. It's independent. Right. So I see no issue. I see no reason why that would change. Anyway, that's a question for another day. We've barely talked about Legoland, Josh. So we booted it up, uh, started a new game, and we basically had two theming options. Was it San Francisco yep. and Legoland? Yes. So kind of generic Legoland stuff or. Yep. Uh, Lego-fied versions of San Francisco no. things. Uh, Sa- sorry, San Francisco was in standard Lego Le- Legoland stuff. Oh, I see. For some reason, but then we also had Wild West. Oh, that was it. What something the game encouraged you to do, which I actually quite like, is kind of build your park in sections. So it kind of, when you launched the game and started a new game, it was like, hey, build a, a, a Wild West section and a San Francisco section. Yeah. For example, it didn't just want you to kind of hodgepodge stuff together. We wanted some yeah. some actual thought to go yeah. into this. Themed lands. Yeah. Mm. Um, Who'd have thought? Do you have any memories of playing this before today? Did you have it as a kid? No. Oh, so you come in for the first time. Well, what, what was your take? Time, guess, you, you were at the controls, as as is the case when we do this. Yeah. Intuitive? Did you take to it quickly? What were your thoughts? Uh, there's a couple of things that I don't like about... The narrator. Yes. <laughs> uh, get, uh, but... Like buttons, you can't then click on the button again to stop. Like so, the build a path button. Right. You can't then click the build a path button again to just get a normal cursor. Okay. You can uh, you can keep that cursor or get a query cursor, and the query cursor just. Oh, I see what you mean. Right. Queries things. So once you select something to do with the mouse, yeah. the mouse remains in that kind of state. Yeah. Right, until you turn it into a query. Which is okay. super frustrating. Um, the narrator I mentioned was Justin Fletcher. Mm. He was a CBBS and CBBC star of star, the time. Yeah. I don't know if he still is. But yeah, he, he does narrate literally everything. Hovering over a button, he'll say something. Mm. Putting something down in the world, he'll say something. Salute. Got an objective that you're not paying attention to, he'll let you know about it. Wild West thought. 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 <laughs> Save game. Options. Do this thing. Put a path down. Anyway. Select name. The first thing we did, because it's Legoland, was build the driving school. Driving school. Uh, they know what the people want. Yeah. Uh, so we got cracking Driver's on licenses. That. How do they you, want them? Now. How did you find it? How much control did you have over the kind of design of the track? That is probably the best part of designing I have done in a Legoland game. It's the yeah, only, Lego it's the only bit of designing you've done in a Legoland game, yes. Josh. Um, really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, so you kind of place the base. We did something similar in Theme Park World, right? Um, yeah, was that? the go-karts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
You couldn't ride the rides in this. Now, you know, despite what Impulse Gamer said, Impulse Gamer said this was a 3D game. I think that is like a contentious statement. For the era, I guess. Yeah, but like Theme Park World, it, it, felt, it felt more 3D than this. Yeah. You know, and you could actually go down and get a, a closer view of the action. You could go first person on some of the rides. This there's none felt, of that in this. This is all very isometric, like classic RCT, and there's not really even much zooming in or anything going this on. This felt like a like they'd taken Theme Park 1 mm. uh, and hyped it up a bit. Right, yeah. Added a Legoland skin. Improved the graphics, but pretty much left it at that. Yeah. That's how it felt to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's the type of thing that, like, I don't know, if... I don't know, think of something like... Um, uh, what, what's kind of the, the spiritual successor to RCT3? Remind me of what that game's called. Planet, Planet Coaster. Coaster. Like, if a leg... Like, it strikes me as, like, this would almost be DLC for that game these days right yes um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like this very much felt like a skin of a game you'd already played uh, I mean yeah, actually I one, one thing on the point about it not being 3D there was an opening cutscene sure. it was surprisingly long wow there was a lot of setup going on here Josh I did not expect this much narrative a completely unnecessary in setup Legoland well. yeah it's mad uh, my favourite part of all this is that I'm on the, I'm on the Legoland game Wikipedia page, and there's like a hefty paragraph breaking down what happens in the cutscene. <laughs> Somebody has written this out. Do you want me to read it? Yes, obviously. The opening scene begins with a message on the player's answering machine telling him... Very presumptive there. Mm. Girls can't play Legoland, apparently, Josh. Telling him that he has been chosen to be the park manager... It's in capitals, so you know it's a serious job. Mm. The scene transfers to the Legoland Park, where Jonathan Ablebody, a member of staff at the park, is sitting in the control room, announcing that Professor Voltage, Ignatius Voltage to you, Wikipedia, has built a new invention, simultaneously introducing the main characters, Bob Longtree, the gardener, oh, yeah. JP, the mechanic, Bob Longtree, and Rosie, the chef. Longtree. Yep. And After Rosie, the player... The only female character... Is in the kitchen. Is in the kitchen. Disgrace. After the player arrives at the park, he... Once again. He is shown through to a hall with staff and visitors. A stage curtain is pulled back and Professor Voltage introduces his new time machine. This gets stuck halfway through the trap door in the stage. It comes through. What's with the time machine? I don't know. I don't know. Very clearly uh, Emmett Brown inspired, by the way. Dr. Voltage. Yeah, but the actual time machine is time machine inspired. Yes. Yes. Uh, From uh, H.G. Wells, right? I think so, yeah. Um, Jonathan said that the machine will work. After replacing a freshly blown bowl with a new one, he fires the time machine up. Smoke billows from the building. It's so descriptive, this. Mm. It's almost like I was there. The machine disappears. The time machine reappears and stops spinning abruptly. The professor trips over in surprise and is hit on the head by his duplicator ray. After this, he comes to the conclusion that the park can be made so good using his ray... Okay, it's all gone to pot now, Josh. (laughs) I think a four-year-old wrote this. Jonathan then hopes that it will work out and welcomes us once again into Legoland. There we are. Glad that's cleared up. <laughs> yeah, I feel feel like that has cleared up the opening scene a lot. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, the... I'd watch a sequel. I don't yeah, know about I know you. exactly what's going on. There. I mean, we didn't get far, but I hope there's another cutscene at some point. I need to know what happened to yes. Jonathan and the gang. Yeah, yeah. But, you know. Um, interestingly, this reminds me quite a lot of a game that I played 
kind of going off on a tangent now. Uh, there was a web-based Lego game called Lego Backlot, and you had to break into a music, not music, a movie studio backlot, and then you could do like cool things in there, like oh, someone someone was stuck up a on a lift, so you had to go get a cherry picker to go help them out. You started doing like le- uh, movie-based things. Was it the movies before there was the movies? Uh, no, because this was like a third-person oh. action adventure game. Oh right, yeah. Oh wow, you had to break in, you had to jump, you had to jump over the fence to huh. get into the studio. Yeah, I seem to remember when I went to Legoland as a kid. I think I bought a game. I think it might have been like, like Lego Football. Lego Football, and it didn't run on my PC. Ah, oh, <laughs> typical. Yeah, I, I also had Lego Island, but I think I had the same issue. Yeah, unfortunately, that makes sense. Yeah. I only had that issue once. I bought uh, Rome Total War. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's a bit more understandable. Yeah. Le- Lego football didn't work. Yeah. Couldn't run it. Uh, you were playing a, an ambitious war strategy I game. I didn't quite at the time understand why. Well, it yes. Didn't work. When you're a kid and you have a, you play your games on a PC and yeah. everything works, yeah. and then you you play your first game that just doesn't or looks bad or runs terribly and you don't understand. It was certainly in like a very oh, harrowing period of my life. This is a Mega Drive game. This is a NES game. You just plug it in and go. Well, exactly. And then you get to a PC. It's like no, it's not good enough. No, because I'm pretty sure none of my PCs had like. Decent graphics cards. No, at all. probably not. Bare minimum to run graphics cards, I'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, one thing we didn't get to with this game was whether or not beyond the driving school, there's a great deal of customization going on in terms of the rides. Because all the other ones that we had access to in the early goings were prefab family rides. Yeah. Uh, although I did quite like the uh, Adam West style punch sound effect. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, accompanied putting the rides down for some reason. Yeah. It was quite odd. And I don't know if this was just like <coughs> some like something weird that went on in my own head or whether it actually was Almost happening. Certainly. But when you put three things down in quick succession, I'm convinced that they got more aggressive. The punch sounds felt like they were like I think that's in your someone head got punched three times in quick succession by Adam West and they were getting progressively more I think that's in your forceful. Head. That's in your head. Well, maybe it is. There's plenty of space up there for weird stuff to make its way up there. Don't we know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there, there's a story mode to this, apparently. We just did free play mode. And I, I must admit, I know it's for kids, um, but, you know. It's very easy. I like, didn't kids are gonna find it this very particularly quickly. engaging. No. Um, it, there's no real challenge to it. I mean, like, for me, you think of Lego and... Uh, what that is all about it's about creativity and customization this and this game doesn't really um allow for any of that none at all the driving school as i say was the only thing where we had any real significant control and even that it was kind of quite rudimentary and i know it's it's an old lay game path, but as, as we said it. earlier with thing park world there was more going on in that one in terms of customization yeah absolutely so frankly the most exciting part of this game to me at least was that there were trailers for actual legoland theme parks in the main menu and uh i got a bit nostalgic for legoland so when i remind i was reminded of all the rides that i'd forgotten about the dragon coaster the splash boat yeah it was great i almost wanted to go back but i don't have any children yeah so I need to steal some and it's a bit weird if you go without and kids. Go. Yeah, I can I can imagine. I'm pretty that. sure the UK one doesn't allow you in. Right. If you don't have kids. Okay. Well 
I'll have to see what I can do. Yeah. You got any kids you can let me borrow? Email us. <laughs> Podcast at parkcrush.com. Uh, speaking of which, Josh, yeah. we can round out with an email <gasps> that we did get. Play the music. Nice. I've missed it. It's good to be back. Yeah. Email music. Who have we got one from this week, Josh? It is. Also, this is mad. We usually do emails at the start. Yeah. yeah. We've gone crazy here. We're breaking our own rules. Uh, This is from Blake. Hello, Blake. Hello, Blake. Hello again. So, guys, second email also. uh, He makes reference to uh, Craig's email from a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yes. uh, Which must mean I'm currently tied top with Craig. This will change. I will be become victorious. Craig, psh. savage. Yeah, brutal. There's no need for this. The the fans. We've only got the, two fans. I don't want them fighting amongst themselves. No, no, right. Still listening, still laughing, and most importantly, still keeping up. My question is: His question is uh, inspired by Tom's fear of straight up death traps. We call wooden coasters. Right, woodies. Uh, horrifying things sorry I've just I've literally just clocked that I need to throw one of my jumpers away because I'm pretty sure it's made out it's made of your curtains (laughs) I just (laughs) I just had this really sad realisation that the jumper I wore to work yesterday was made of Josh's curtains I I can never wear that again and I'm quite disappointed because it's a nice jumper uh well, if there's any consolation, I've been looking to change the curtains. Okay, if you could, that'd be great, because then uh, I can keep the jumper. I it has a special place in my heart, because it was from... We went to Florida oh. from earlier... This, or last year at this Lovely. point, and it was kind of surprisingly chilly on certain days. So I needed to buy something a little warm mm. for kind of the early starts at the parks. And I bought a, a nice sort of olive jumper in, in Uniqlo, Josh. Oh, and now yeah. I'm looking at these curtains, and I'm like, is that oh. what Uniqlo is? Is that... <laughs> Is that what my jumper is? It's just a curtain? Maybe. So I, I, I'm going to, yeah. Well, yeah, get some new ones. Uh, or yeah. I'm just going to have to buy a new jumper. It's tough. I mean, you know, finding ones that are suitable are uh, tough. You know. <laughs> anyway, uh, sorry about this yeah. rude intrusion. Back to Blake. Blake. Blake's question is... Is this Blake Lively? N- uh, unfortunately not. God damn uh, No offence, Blake. What are you guys thinking about Iron Gwazi? I'm very excited about Iron Gwazi. From the pictures, that drop looks like a hold your hats moment for sure. Exciting stuff. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Chances are they won't let you wear your hat on that, so you no. shouldn't have to worry about holding on to it. No. Uh, I think we Unless spoke... it was in Disneyland Paris, then they would Well, exactly. I was about to say, I, I really liked the fact that Disneyland Paris didn't really care. Just <laughs> let you wear your hat. Although part of me would have preferred it if that it was a blanket rule that you couldn't wear your hat apart from the Indiana Jones ride where you could, where you could wear yeah. your hat and it's like fully encouraged. Like, yeah, just hold on to it. Well, that's the thing with the French, you know. Staple it onto your head if you want, like Harrison Ford. They have a laissez-faire approach. They certainly do. Yeah. That's some nice French there, Josh. Oui, oui. Oula, beaucoup chaleur au revoir. Sechoir. Sechoir. <laughs> anyway, uh, to answer Blake's question, uh, yeah, I mean, it does. I mean, you, you look at the numbers associated with that ride uh, and the records it's looking to set in terms of length and height and speed, certainly for North America. And it's crazy, but I have uh, a special place in my heart for Guazi. I was pretty sad to see it go, even though it was frankly painful well before the end. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how they refresh it because. Bush Garden's recent track record when it comes to roller coasters, no pun intended, is very good. 
And I'm, I'm yet to do uh, uh, Tigris as well because we just missed that last year. So there's oh, okay. a chance, you know, I'm not 100% sure if they've narrowed down an opening window for Ryan Guazi yet, but there's a there's a chance, I would assume, that once, uh, if, we, if we go this year, which I think we may do, Might get previews. Uh, we may get a couple new coasters to do. Uh, which would be exciting. Exciting stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I'm hopeful that it's good. And frankly, I expect it to be good. So, yeah. What, what about you, Josh? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, obviously, I've mentioned uh, I do like a Woody, a good Woody at least, and yeah. these sort of steel hybrid coasters, hybrids, you know, steel wood hybrids are kind of awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. And they look really cool. Looks really cool. Yeah, I think the coaster trains just got put on the track for the first time. Oh, sweet! Which would suggest it's not far away now. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully a, a decent period of testing, and um, it'll arrive some point. I would expect maybe late spring, maybe early summer, sort of May time. Maybe we'll we'll see. Now that might even be further away than is real. I mean, if they've already put put tra- uh, trains on tracks. Maybe it'll be sooner than that. I don't, yeah. don't know. I'd imagine we'll get, you know, see trains going around at some point fairly soon. Yeah. At least. You know. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, uh, thanks, Blake. Uh, not yeah, Blake well, Lively, but, you know, if you know Blake Lively and... He sends a third email, Tom. Oh, oh, purely so that he can overtake yeah. Craig. Third email from me, one after the other, just so I can gain top champ spot in your face, Craig. That's savage. I'm not sure we should allow this, Josh. Uh, well, joke's on him because Ben has still sent more emails than both. Oh, yeah, that's true. But we haven't heard from Ben for a while, so your, your title is under threat. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, Google have sent us more emails that's than anyone true. else. They sent me two today just like from me logging in, so... <laughs> Great. Well, if you'd like to uh, join this thrilling title race, yes. you can email us as well. It's, it's never too late top. to start. Tight at the top. Podcast at parkrush.com. You can also email us. I've all, I've just said that. <laughs> Come on, Tom. You can also follow us on Instagram. Sure can. And Twitter. Going to get some good stuff in the next coming months. Yeah, there. Yeah, lots of trips uh, coming up yeah. for all of us here. I say, well, both of us here. Yeah. It's been a long day, Josh. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, I think everyone can tell. Uh, Park Rush Podcast on the Twitters and on the Instagrams. Uh, Parkrush.com is where you can go to find our back, back catalogue of fine episodes. And, of course, your preferred podcasting app of choice will almost certainly be on there too. Thanks very much for listening to this slightly shorter than usual Park Rush podcast, but we hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, take it very easy indeed. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.